Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got uh, Christopher Artis. He's with um, Maxim, and uh, we're going to talk about smart energy, smart power. I mean, everyone's been talking about it, but a lot of the problem is in porting smart power into applications that are already existing that could use it. Isn't that right, Chris? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Alex. It's absolutely one of the challenges that we see. You've got a embedded systems that are already designed, but you know we see a real need for more and more applications to become energy smart, energy aware, um, you know, and join the the, the larger smart grid. Um, in terms of sharing all that great data, you can get it at the bottom levels of the smart grid. Um, but one of the big challenges is you got guys designing embedded systems. They might be experts in in, uh, in lighting or in building control or something, but not necessarily in in monitoring and measuring the amount of energy consumed. And so, you know, what we've done is we've provided some products that can help engineers do that very quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes all the sense in the world, you know, because Chris, when you think about it, it's of course new devices are always going to have new technology in them, but. When you think about it, especially in a country like the United States where half of our problem, I mean, just think of cell phones, half of our problem is our existing legacy technologies are so good, the next generation technologies are often handicapped in deployment to the point where we get leapfrogged by other entities that have, don't have the barriers of too good of a legacy infrastructure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the, uh, you know, I think that the, the tech the idea of ubiquitous energy measurement can actually help a lot of the existing applications take that next step uh, preemptively and you know it bring uh, embedded designers a lot more value to their applications. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of challenges involved as well. Why don't you tell us about some of the ones from your perspective? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you know, if you take a, an embedded system of, of almost any kind, it, it's going to be powered by the mains. So you're going to have some kind of you know some kind of power supply scheme to knock that 120 volts or 240 depending on where you are uh, down to something that a microcontroller can see down to something a embedded system can see. So you've got a, a nice safe isolated three volts running around your system there. Um, mm-hmm. But the problem is then you want to take that that microcontroller that brain in that embedded system and you want to feed it in information about what the energy consumption is, which means that microcontroller needs to go back out and put its finger on the hot lines. Um, and so you, you've instantly got a you know, condition where you've got to isolate somehow the microcontroller from that measurement. And so right. you're, you're talking about you know, one of two typical approaches. Um, you, know, you can either use something like a CT, which is a current transformer, which is big, bulky, heavy, and you probably... A lot of parasitics. And so you've got, you've got a challenge there with, uh, with form factor and cost. Um, but then if you use something like, like a shunt, you have, you, you, then you've got to isolate, you've got auto-isolation, you've got a power supply on the other side to provide power to that sensor. So you kind of got a, a catch-22 there as a design engineer. You have to become a, a, you know, a power domain expert, you have to become an energy measurement expert, and you've got to fit all in your, uh, in your cost and size budgets. So you're, you're really mm-hmm. kind of hosed there. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And there, well, but the obvious thing is, is that you have to do it. So how do you get around that? Yeah, so what we've got is a solution that's actually a chipset. Uh, it's called the Max 78615 and 78700. 
And the idea is that we provide an IC for both sides of that isolation gap. We provide a little IC that goes on the on the hot side, touches the shunt, and so you've got you've got a low cost sensor. It can be a very small sensor, and then we've got a DSP processor that sits on the uh, on the micro side or on the embedded side. Um, and kind of the magic here is we toss all the data and the power and the power delivery to that remote sensor across a pulse transformer. Uh, and so that's another little tiny, relatively inexpensive device. And so we can fit a complete energy measurement solution uh, in small space at, at low system cost and provide that data without an engineer having to redesign a power architecture uh, with, or without them having to worry too much about uh, um, you know, advanced isolation techniques or anything like that. Fits their cost budget, fits their uh, uh, size budget. And also probably fits their time budget because we uh, we can provide a complete uh, DSP code for that solution as well. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing how DSPs just disappeared into embedded so quickly? I mean, at one point they were separate chips, big systems, and then it seems like overnight everything's got a DSP in it now. Yeah, and you see very lovely in this in this case, it's actually a a fine tuned. DSP engine purely for energy measurement. So you know, I think a, you know, a lot of times DSPs are thought of as being big, bulky, and can do kind of everything under the sun. In this case, it's uh, it's actually a very targeted solution, doing uh, you know not much more than is needed for the energy measurement application. Well, but then that's but that's the beauty of a DSP as an IP core as opposed to trying to create a DSP as a separate subsystem. Yeah, a absolutely, and you know since this one is. Targeted as well, you know, we we uh, we can provide lots of code, and then you know, to some degree, it's invisible to the embedded system developer that there's even a DSP in there. They're uh, they're happily shielded from that fact. Exactly, and frankly, especially since the target application of this chipset is to empower application spaces that may never have recognized they could use intelligence, you want to make it as easily as accessible as possible to the engineer involved because they might be, a, as you said, a sensor specialist or an electromechanical specialist. I mean, you've got people, because of the new flat earth of technology development, who are chemists who are building complete systems by just simply pulling the required subsystems from the expertise of the various application spaces. Yeah, you know, it, it it would be fairly unfair to burden those guys with, uh, you know, integrating their systems into the Internet of Things and, and having to measure all these additional things when they're not experts in those other areas, like in, in bit, like energy measurement. And so there you, know, you go. It's right. Do you have some reference? Do you have some reference design, Chris, for this? Any or what other additional support do you have? Development kits or anything for this chipset? Yeah, absolutely. So we are we've announced something that we call Sonoma, which is actually a, a ready to go board that shows this uh this exact solution. Um and you know we, we provide along with that all the all the hardware files you could you can think of as well as some uh, firmware packages as well to go on uh, uh Xilinx processors and things like that. So we got a, a good amount of tools available so people can, you know, first of all just get their hands on the hardware, start playing with it start writing code to talk to the thing and, and just get going out of the box very quickly. There you go. Well, you, you, that you have to. You've got to give the engineer the tool in his, in his or her hands to play with because that's where you get the ideas because you give a technology to a group of 10 engineers, you're going to get eight applications you never heard of. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, Chris, do you have any final thoughts on all of this for us? Uh, don't forget to give us the URL to look up the information, but any final thoughts on this and what you see it, uh, doing for the industry? Uh, yeah, so, you know, on the URL, I'd I, I go to maximintegrated.com slash Sonoma. Um, 
for the you know for what this means for the industry is you know I, I think I think we're at the tipping point in terms of uh, the uh, the Internet of Things and the smart grid merging together. It's one place where I think it, the uh, uh, that the Internet of Things makes sense is because it, you're monitoring a precious resource, a, a costly resource, energy. And the only way to really monitor and control that is to measure it better and to measure it at more points, measure it where it matters, at your pool pump, at your TV, at, at your air conditioner, all these different places that you'd want to monitor how much you're consuming, make, maybe make some smarter choices, maybe even make some automated choices about, about your energy consumption. And the only way to really get there is if we have ubiquitous energy measurement, if we, have, if we can proliferate energy measurement to all these big power-sucking applications. Um, and the only way to get there quickly is with solutions that are ready to go that don't cause engineers a whole lot of heartache in integrating them, and that's exactly what we've got here. There you go. Energy awareness everywhere. If that's not a, a copyrighted term, by the way, I'll, I'm claiming it for PSD. Thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <no>. energy, <laughs> energy awareness everywhere. It, you're absolutely right. It, you, you have to have it because there's no precision without feedback. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, Chris, thank you so much. Oh, were there any final other thoughts you wanted to give us? I don't want to cut you off, please. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I just said can't make decisions without data. There you go. There you go. So, hey, Chris, thank you so much. And I'd rather drag you back than have this drag on too long. Bring you back. We'll talk about uh, smart power again when you have something else to talk about. How's that? that sounds good. Thanks a lot, Alex. Well, the pleasure is ours. And uh, like I said, thank you. And I'd like to thank the audience for taking the time to be with us. Obviously, we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Don Power. Have a great day.